Nobody's great when they're not tired. The champions is when they're tired, that's when the real champions come out. That's when a real dog come out. Because if you go piss like a puppy, stay on the porch and let the big dog see. Yes, indeedy. Welcome back to another episode of the Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast, joined by usual suspects. Point of 69, how are you, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks, Chris. Good to be here. It's good, mate. And Tom Bone, how are you, mate? Oh, fantastic, Moz. It's so good to be here. Uh, before we start, I've just got a little uh, nomination. Something very special happened last week, and unfortunately, he's not here with us tonight. But I did up a little, um, little speech that I'd just like to present to... You know who you are. Uh, so on this day, <laughs> the 13th of October, uh, <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to be able to hold it together. In, in uh, 54 AD, uh, Nero succeeds Claudius. <laughs> uh, Nero succeeds Claudius as the Roman emperor after Claudius died because he was poisoned by his wife. Uh, in 1903, Boston defeats Pittsburgh 3-0 in the first ever Baseball World Series. Uh, on this day in 1978, James L. Ray, who was assassinated Martin Luther King, and we all know James L. Ray, uh, he got married on this day in 1978. Uh, in 1995, golfer Nick Faldo, um, he got divorced yeah, on this hey, day. Who? Yeah, and Jerry Rice and the late Margaret Thatcher, it's their birthday today. Um, <laughs> but also on this day, 13th of October 2022, it's the day that first ballot nominee, the great Christopher unknown middle name, yours, is inducted into the hashtag 3AM Red Zone Dads Hall of Fame. Wow. From all of us here at Aussie Fantasy Football, but mostly me because I wrote this, we would like to take this opportunity to congratulate you on the sex. Well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's cracker jack. Cracker jack. Outstanding stuff. I'm I wish sure he was he here to hear it. it. I, hope he, I hope he listens to it. You know what? He'll listen back and he'll, he'll go, holy moly. Well, he's got way more, with the kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> way more preparation than his two mates at a scene. I sent the link for the live about? stream, so hopefully it gets on. Um, anyone else that somehow joins this or figures out, um, welcome, right? <laughs> yeah, first live stream. Um, we're giving it a red hot go on. anyway. Yeah, we're giving it a red hot go. So uh, jump over to YouTube, Aussie Fantasy Football. I on just, uh, YouTube. Good luck finding it. Could be everywhere. It's all in the Discord. Drop it in the Discord now. All in the Discord. It's probably on Twitter eventually. Um, oh, follow us on Twitter. Twitter. Is yeah. it working? Are we live? Like, is it actually... I think we're live. Looks like we're live. I don't, fan... wanna, Odd... I don't want to click it and just hear the feedback, right? It could be like two seconds yeah, exactly, yeah. or something. It wouldn't be yeah, very professional of it. Who cares? So you can jump in the comments, uh, just mute your mic, mate, and have a listen, and I'll just crap on for socials. So at NFL if you want to speak to us on Twitter. Uh, Discord link is once again in there. Uh, Discord has once again been popping with trades, uh, DFS advice, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's absolutely flying, that Discord. So jump in there, have a chat with us. It's probably, I don't even know how many blokes are in there at the moment, but there's quite a few. Um, individual socials, so you can just listen to the last 45 episodes uh, to figure that out. But now I'll read them at Tom Otten underscore FF for Tom. CMOS, I'm at CMOS AFF, Poiter at FF underscore Poiter, and then yours, who that's a beautiful heartfelt message was at the start, is at FF Guest. Um, he's just uh, got a, a new guest in his family, I guess, but not a guest, a permanent one. Uh, we love a five-star review, so please jump on to your uh, podcast platform, give us a five-star review, um, just any anywhere, really, um, even TripAdvisor, as we said a couple of weeks ago, uh, just 
chuck one on there. Can't hurt, I'm right? Gonna, I'm going to call my kids permanent guests from now on. <laughs> permanent guests. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what they are. So here we are. We're uh, we're into week six already, boys. Bloody flying by this season, let me tell you. Insane. Insane. That's a third of the way through the season for our fantasy league, anyway. How are we feeling? Are we are we are we going all right in fantasy land? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, this is the kind of make or break time, right? It's you make your push or you buys. Yeah, buy weeks. I noticed a lot of guys I'm playing against this week can't field a team, so that's always nice to know when they've got to drop someone to field a yeah. team. So. It's also the time when uh, the tankers start to embrace mm. the tank, right? Like, like there's some, some early on. They get a, they knock someone off and now they're just free win for everyone else. So, uh, yeah, it just changes the atmosphere of it, right? Like some you can come into a week being like, oh, a guy could be one and three, and now he plays another team tanking and he's back in it. Or you're like me this week coming against Straz, and I think Straz was had a good start the season. And now he's lost two back to back and has to consider <laughs> what he's going to do with the rest of the season. So tra- trade's just gone down. So as we speak, there is a guy in one of my dynasty leagues that has decided he's going to tank. And he's made two trades tonight, buying up his team, sold a heap of good players for lots of picks. Uh, one just happened like 10 seconds ago. Hit Juju Smith-Schuster and David Montgomery for a 23 first to 23 second. Yeah, wow. Well, hang on, say that again. Juju Smith-Schuster and David Montgomery. Yeah, right, okay. Yep. For... They'd be both mid, mid to, uh, yeah, mid. Let's call it mid. Mid to late, but mid. <laughs> Roger that. For a first and a second. Mean, I don't want to insult the bloke and say he's not going to win it this year, but <laughs> he's probably not going to win it this year. But you shit. Yeah, right. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Righto. It's an interesting one. I'll tell you what, they're getting around. Um, this year, as I said, make or break time for a lot of teams. So get out there, get a... Get actioning of those those moves, and we'll see how we go. But, uh, we just had times. a question um, from YouTube. Came in from I think. Oh, look out! Yep. I don't know who Chris Ewers is, so just that's what it's come from. And it's would you trade George Kittle and a later second for an earlyish first, a third, and Trey McBride? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't. George Kittle and a later second for it. So you. For an earlyish first, third, and Trey McBride. Eh, Trey McBride could be something maybe in a couple of years, but I think Zach Ertz is still going to get targets there. Third and earlyish. How earlyish do you reckon? Probably the pick one or two. Oh, I don't know. That doesn't say in the in the comment. I'm going to predict it's probably pick one or two. <laughs> <laughs> um. George Kittle and a late second for an early, first, very early first, third, and Trey McBride. Nah, I wouldn't do it if I was the George Kittle owner. I meant the uh, first owner. That's nah, too much. It's too much. I've got no idea. I forgot what the trade was. <laughs> Look, whatever you, you as a side is, no, I'm, I'm not going to give viewers whatever you're giving him. <laughs> All right, let's rip in. It's week six. Yeah, okay. There's plenty of matchups to look at here. Um, as I said, follow us on those socials. Um, but yeah, look. Let's start us off. It's not a. Let's hope it's a better Friday game than last week, hey? Because uh, it was a bit of a shocker with your Broncos, Pointer. Uh, who has this game, Pointer? You're on straight up, mate. Oh, got, hit me with the the Broncos hate and then say you go for it. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
I started with this one. Uh, this one doesn't look like the best matchup on paper, but the Bears' defense, defense hasn't been great all season. Um, although the scores have been low, I think it's they've been letting a lot of yards, especially through the air, averaging 208 uh, per game. Um, it's their run defense. I mean, I think they've been okay during the year, sorry, but it's their run defense that hasn't been great. 170 yards per game. Um, and I think they've had a massive week last week to let uh, JJ... Um, so you think you got up 30 points, but I mean, most teams let that happen, right? Um, the Giants receiver room didn't do great against them, and likewise the Texans, but it's harder to think whether you think uh, both those rooms aren't quality enough or um, whether it's something the Bears defense has uh, a bit of an advantage against the receivers. Uh, but I think it's going to be a tougher matchup this week for the Commanders receivers. Uh, Carson Wentz does not look uh, very good at all. Um, He's putting up he points, looks, but he looks trash. Well, I think the last couple of weeks he hasn't been scoring anywhere near. Yeah, last week he was right, season. Like 24 um, or something. So I think it's just a question of who do you, how much confidence you have on a Thursday night game, which could either make you or break you, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think for me, the players that I'm confident in starting this week is probably David Montgomery. I think you know what he's going to get. His ceiling's uh, medium, but his, his floor's probably the safe bit there. Um, although Herbert seems to be being graded as the better running back in that um, that room, when uh, Montgomery's healthy, he does get really that lion's share of the work, right? For me, the question is, can you, can you throw out um, any of these receivers in this matchup? And it's probably Curtis Samuel looks to be slightly edging out, um, edging out uh, Scary Terry with the targets. So, t- t- it's a bit of... I heard on the balls today they were discussing um, Terry McLaurin and his match, him in this matchup. And it's interesting to see how far his sort of consensus on him has sort of wavered from last season where he would have been a, you know, every week start now mm. so considering the matchup play for him. So I think he's still the the one there. And maybe that's more the case of they've got weapons in this offense. They've got three good receivers. Um, Dotson is out this week. So that's leaves room for Again. these two to have to come back and play. And also, uh, Logan Thomas also out. So, they're going to have to lean on Definitely him. out. That's, I think uh, he was uh, he was out when I looked it up. Mm. So Rings a bell. Um, I'll double check for you. I mean, Samuel's a good player. He was player, out last I week, but... Yeah, Sam, I out. think Samuel's out a play again. for where you've drafted him and what you have. Um, but I think it could be a week that Terry might get the touchdown. But they haven't had... A, neither of them have a touchdown since week one and two. So, um, it's a bit of a interesting one here but I think this matchup although we said it looks bad it could be the opposite if, if one of the teams can start scoring points and the other one goes back maybe we see it there and I think that's what the we might see more from Washington if they're able to put points on the board but if the Bears can turn it into a grind fest um, it's not going to be a pretty game uh, for the fans to watch 38 point over under is pretty disgusting mm-hmm. eh? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not many that's, points on offer here. I think that's the lowest of the year, isn't it? And playing DFS in this kind of situation as well, it's like, geez, you really got a hit on your fifth and sixth guy in this single matchup. But yeah, play on sorry, Boda. I think, I mean, there's a chance that it goes into that wild game where they put up points, but I think how the Bears are playing, uh, if they can control the game, it's not going to end up that way. Uh, they don't want it to be a shootout. They just want to be on offense for as long as possible or grind the other team down the field and then make them... Grind them, Yeah, grind them. <laughs> But yeah, I think tight ends aren't looking good either. So Komet doesn't have a good matchup against uh, Jamin Davis. So he's probably someone that you're going to have to wait for a little bit longer to see what you get out of him. And I think he's upside. Maybe he does catch a touchdown or two, but I think I'm going to wait and see uh, 
he'd improve before I have to start him. I'm hoping he's committed a lot of people's benches. And it's the last one was probably Mooney, right? Um, he hasn't been reliable. Uh, and I mean, if this was a later game in the week, maybe I might have liked to have played someone else a bit safer here and seen how I went. But I'd, I'm less in like less inclined to take the gamble on an early week game um, and probably look for the the floor in this matchup. I'm hoping it's a better showing than last Friday. Um, I think it will be. Know. Last Friday was terrible. Yeah, right? like it can't be. It was there was horrible. no touchdowns. It can't be worse. I think there'll be a touchdown in this game for sure. It's not. We're just going to really hope that um, Fields comes out and does something. Uh, clearly, uh, Ron Rivera is a big fan of Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, never heard that comment. I assume. What's the problem with your team? You're a quarterback. Yeah, it was. It was taken a bit <laughs> out of context. Um, the, the earlier question was they were they were discussing how every quarterback in that NFC East uh, has got some sort of, what do you call it, uh, like connection with their receivers. And he pretty Gosh. much said that Wentz hasn't played with any of these guys before and he's new to the system. It was taken a bit out of context, that, but it was still funny. It was still a meme. <laughs> so. That's pretty funny. I like it. All right, so let's. Uh, that was Washington at Chicago. That's the standalone Friday slash Thursday night game, depending on who you who you're talking to. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. See if we can get some points on the board, and hopefully there's over 38 points and we can get some DFS action in there. Could be a defensive play. I'd probably play both defenses if I'm playing a uh, defensive league, but anyway. Uh, let's move on. San Francisco at Atlanta. Um, San Francisco five-point favorites, 44 a point over under in this one. Um, at Atlanta, is probably the only thing that's going to save Atlanta. I think San Francisco are just looking real good, unfortunately. They're looking like one of the better teams in the NFC West, which is a problem for my Cardinals. But anyways, we'll see how we go. Uh, um, what are we looking for here in the 49ers land? Um, they've obviously got to travel to Atlanta. Ty Davis Price back to full participant in practice today, which was in- interesting to see. Um, obviously, with uh, the backfield here, it's always, you know, they always run the ball really well. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how they mix Ty Davis Price in with Jeff Wilson. Um, I think, you know, play your running backs against Atlanta, right? I think Wilson's a pretty much a smash play here. Uh, he's definitely playing well. Uh, last week, he just looked real good. He's very, clear. very, yeah, he is. Very, very good matchup for the running back, according to PFF as well. It's one of the better ones. Um, wide receiver land, a little bit tough in uh, San Francisco at the moment. Um, no huge points given up to wide receivers by the Falcons, which is interesting to see. It was four for 81 for Evans, six for 61 for Goblin last week. So across two wide receivers, it's not a huge amount of volume, not a huge amount of yards. Shut down Amari Cooper. He only had one catch a week before, so... 200-yard receivers against Atlanta um, this year, Cooper Cup being one, which is pretty much every week Cooper Cup gets 100 yards because that's all they throw to. Jarvis Landry in week one, and they're still you know fresh off the boat. So, yeah, I'm kind of limiting my expectations on Debo and Ayuk. Um, I think I'd, I'd actually be a little bit higher on Ayuk. I think I might have said the same thing last week. Uh, but I think this time, yeah, they might shut down Debo a little bit more than they will Ayuk. But with Jimmy G only throwing the ball kind of 30 times, it's not really hard. Not enough volume to go through, you know, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, even the running backs getting Kittle. their work. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, Kittle's just been the most frustrating tight end to, to start in the history of the world, but you kind of have to start him again here against Atlanta. It's a matchup on PFF that grades really high at each position. Uh, it's just a matter of if there's going to be volume. If they get to too much of a lead, it could just be the running backs. Um, and you could almost start tight over Price if he was uh, popping off in the injury report a little bit better than what he was over the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's going to be tough for the Atlanta Falcons here to stop these guys. So, I think the running game is definitely going to be the way to go. Uh, over 
The Atlanta side of the ball, uh, Kyle Pitts limited in practices over the last couple of days. Um, He'll be good. Expected to be good to go. Yeah, he said he would be good to go, but, I mean, it's Kyle Pitts. He hasn't done much this year, so see what happens there. But you've got to start him up. Uh, zeros across the board here, according to PFF, for all of the offensive weapons. I'd be extremely reluctant to start anyone um, in the wide receiver room. I kind of suppose you, you, you'd take a shot on Drake London, but who knows. Uh, running back split, it's gross at the moment with Patterson out on IR. Uh, last week was just difficult all round. Algier carried the ball 13 times. He was the, the one that carried the ball the most. He also ran the most routes with 19 routes, but he did it on 59% of the snaps. Caleb Huntley came in, had eight carries, ran six routes. He had 24% of the snaps, and Avery Williams had three carries. He was the one that got in the end zone. He had 26% of snaps. So there's a three, three-way three committee here. Um, if I am to start one, it's going to be Algier because he's got the most volume so far. But it's going to be pretty scary against the 49ers defense who's going to stop the run, and um, 59% of snaps is not going to be enough to get get you some valuable points here. So I'd be reluctant to start any of the running backs in Atlanta as well. Drake London uh, and Kyle Pitts, the ones that I'd start. Olamide is a chaos. He's been running a lot of routes. Found his way into the end zone last week, but I wouldn't trust that one again to happen. So reluctant on Atlanta, and I'm starting all of the 49ers running backs. Fred Meyer's question uh, came in from uh, Dean Ward in the YouTube. Uh, Who would you play out of Jeff Wilson or James Robinson? Jeff Wilson. Like, by a long way, actually. By a long, long way. Long, long what's way. what's Kittleworth in Dynasty? I'm trying to buy him like right now. I wouldn't be playing on my phone while we're recording, but if I was to be buying him right now, what would he? He's be probably worth an early first. Uh, what was what else was it? <laughs> a Trey an, McBride and a third or something. The trade the trade is an early first, uh, an early first Trey McBride and a third for George Kittle and a late second. I wouldn't be paying straight all. up. It's going to be a one two one one two. It's uh, George Kittle for. Like another tight end or a different position? With a pick. What about yeah. Trey McBride and a 24 seconds? No. <laughs> no. It'd, it'd be really helpful if you just convinced the audience that that's a good trade. Oh, oh yeah, that's a really good trade, that's yeah. Good trade. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Okay, good. We're moving on. Yeah. It, um, yeah let's move on. I'm not going to accept it, but. I'm maybe, maybe it'll help. Um, <clears throat> Guest accept my offer then, uh, because Tom's offering a lot lower than <laughs> what I put out here. Gotcha, gotcha. All uh, right, so New England at Cleveland, Tom. Let's go, mate. Battle of the backs, I'm calling this. Uh, the Patriots at Cleveland, because I don't want anyone except the runner backs in this game, mm. pretty mm. much. I like it. Uh, over-under set at 45. The Patriots are two-point favourites. Uh, Patriots starts Ramondre RB1 Stevenson. Uh, Jacoby Myers has an average matchup and would be a decent flex play this week, I think. Um, he's actually been putting up sneaky numbers. He's wide receiver eight in points per game, Jacoby Myers. The, the boy you know. Uh, Mac Jones that was might with, be back. That was with Bailey Zappi last week too. He put up some Yeah, he good put points. up bonkers numbers. Uh, yeah. Mac Jones has been training this week. Interesting. Uh, which is pretty wild, but I wouldn't be playing him with any confidence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, <laughs> Davian Harris has got a hamstring injury. He looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks, but he did put in half a training session today. But Damien Harris, no joke, he finishes every single game slightly injured. So, yeah, hamstrings are a little bit more... Uh, trust me. Trust me. You could feel <laughs> good to go. I, I pushed it one week. I was like, eh, look, it's a little bit sore, but I reckon I could play a game now. 
two minutes. I lasted gone. See I've never had one. I'm pretty tough. And then I played never, some sport. Never, never had a hamstring injury, but I am pretty tough. Uh, I wouldn't start. I wouldn't start David Harris even if he's active because he's probably going to get injured again. Uh, he's RB twenty four in the year though, which is a bit surprising. Uh, Parker Aguilar and Bourne, Kendrick Bourne, uh, and Thornton saw a total of six targets last week between them all. Pretty wild. Uh, Thornton Henry... intriguing because he was coming off the injury. He's back. Let's. I want to see how they mix him in because he, he looked good. He had in training three targets. He had three targets last week, and uh, Parker, Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne all had three targets between them. Yep. So Thornton was certainly getting the most targets of, of the rest of the worst. Mm. Uh, he's, a, he's on my watch list, old Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, That's Hunter right. Henry scored a touchdown last week, which I called on this uh, pod last week. Yeah, said he's a sneaky play against Detroit. Don't play him this week against uh, the Browns. Right. Not playing this week. He has a bad matchup against um, JOK, who has been killing tight ends this year. Uh, the Browns, Chubb is an absolute animal. He's RB2 on the year. But he's only averaging 1.9 targets a game, or 1.85 mm. targets a game, which is mm. pretty concerning. Uh, this feels, it feels like Derrick Henry in 2020, when he had an absolute monster year, and he put up like 2,200 yards. But he had bugger all targets and finished RB3 on the year. Put up absolutely ridiculous rushing numbers, but still finished RB3 because he just didn't get any targets. Um, which that's sort of what Chubb's, you know, he's having a ridiculous year, but he's not sort of streaking away like Eckler is because Eckler's getting 10 targets a game. Seven touchdowns already for Chubb this year. Yeah, it's massive. Crazy. And he's only RB2. That's, mm. you know, that's sort of concerning. Shows how important the catches are, huh, to get up to that Running yep. back one, two, three. Wonder what he is in standard. Like, wonder how far ahead in standard he is. It'd be, yeah. Who plays standard anyway. anymore? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just wondering. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I have to look it up. Kareem Hunt seems to have a safeish floor. Um, like nine points seems to be his lowest. Nine to fourteen, I think he's done all the year except for maybe one week. Uh, he's RB seventeen on the year, which is pretty higher than I thought. This is a tougher matchup this week, but I'd still play uh, Kareem Hunt. Amari Cooper is wide receiver 15 on the year. I think you have to start in this week. And and Joku is a top 10 tight end and has been absolutely killing it the last three weeks. I think he's put up over 20 points in PPR uh, the last three weeks. Tougher matchup this week, um, but I would still be starting in Joku on a bye week. Brissett is quarterback 17. He's probably a play on bye weeks. If you've got him on your bench, or, you know, you've got him there to cover for buys. So this is probably a week to play him. Uh, sits DPJ and David Bell. David Bell has three games with one target, one catch, and six yards. He's played four That's games. Consistent, at least. Very consistent. <laughs> if you need a, if you're playing a one one reception league, good catch rate. <laughs> Very good catch rate. So he's been a bit underwhelming, actually, David. I was kind of hoping he'd come out and do some stuff, but yeah, we'll wait and see. Until do you the comes back? Do you reckon they've got like a play in the playbook called the the David Bell play, and it's just, they just a need little six yards. Little slant, slant route, something six yards. It's third and, third and four, and they need six yards. Yeah, yeah. Or third and six, and they need six <laughs> yards, and they were just. Yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah. The David Bell, Bell play. Let's go. Uh, that's Patriots at Browns. So yeah, sort of looking in, looking forward to that game because of the backs. Just to watch Ramondre try and blow it up here and and Nick Chubb. Might be sure the rest of that is um, going to be pretty shit out. Jets at Green Bay Packers, Pointer. 
Yeah, both three and two here. Um, in the Jets heading the Green Bay. Uh, should be a good matchup. Um, I think it'll be a good test for the two and zero Zach Wilson um, as a starter in twenty twenty two. Um, so I think. <laughs> yeah, let me get to it. Um, but I think the tough thing is the Packers have been, you know, okay without being outstanding. I think you know, if you look up Rogers. Um, he's been very consistent uh, in actually the last four games. I think he scored like sixteen point something points in. Uh, one of a, sta- a standard scoring league, four-point passing touchdown. So it's something that I think if you're wanting them for a safety, you know what you're going to get from Rodgers, but you don't have that upside of uh, previous years. I think um, one of the years, uh, maybe it might have been the year that I uh, won Jeeps uh, won when they played the Jets, uh, Rodgers put up like 40-something points. Um, he's got a history against the Jets, and I think that's something where that history is, on, is tied to uh, quality receivers, which uh, doesn't seem to be the case there. Alan Lazard coming into this matchup, he's had three touchdowns in the last four weeks, but he's not averaging a lot of yards, right? So it's very... His ceiling sort of capped in that 12 to 14 point range. So I think he's a player that you want to be looking at in a, I guess, what is it, a three or flex spot. Um, and I think in this matchup, he should be considered there. I think they, they do have a good uh, pass defense. Uh, the Jets, I think, is ranking 10 uh, in PFF. But I think... With Aaron Rodgers there, he should be able to still get that same outcome. He's not going to blow teams away. But I think in this matchup, it's it's probably the run defense that... Um, and the running backs for the, the Packers that are the starts and the consideration. But I think it's Jones has stayed consistent, and he's the one with that big week upside, where I think A.J. Dillon starting to get a bit more worrying spot, um, especially after last week's performance. Um, I wouldn't be as confident throwing him out this week, but I think the week is a week that one of these running backs is going to have a big day and I'm going to probably get, get it wrong, but I think it's going to be Aaron Jones just because of his pass catching upside and, and the lack of receivers and how I think um, they're going to come out and how they're going to try and defend the Packers is to force them to run the ball. And that's the right pass catching back. It's going to get more of a chance when they're being stifled up front. Um, but I think on the other side, it's going to be interesting because the Jets' actual receivers haven't been performing quite as well. Um, since moving back with uh, with Wilson under centre. Um, it's been a tough week for both Wilson and Elijah Moore. Um, no touchdowns for a while. So we'll, they're two guys that I'm probably considering looking to leave on the bench. But the Packers' defence has been solid and hasn't been blown out. So there's not a lot of points. But the, the player you're going to have to start this week is, is Breeze Hall. He's in fine form coming up against the Packers who, although they've been semi-good, allowing not too many yards of the running backs, they haven't had a 100-yard game, I think, in the last two weeks, but they have been allowing the running backs to score um, safe fantasy points. So I think Hall's a must start. Um, Carter, he's probably someone that, I mean, what's he, is he going to get the two touchdowns this week? I don't think so. So he's probably going to be look on the bench. Um, the tight ends for both teams, Conklin, um, I think just going to have to wait and see. He's got a good match. He's got a favorable matchup against, not a favorable matchup, sorry, against Quay Walker, but Robert Tonyan, he does see a favorable matchup against the, the linebacker from the Jets, who I didn't know. Oh, CJ Mosley was the guy. So, I mean, there's some plays in this matchup, and I think it's just one that it could we could see a, a steady game with the lead changes a bit. But I think that the the Packers have the experience in this and should be the team that comes out on top. Agreed on that one, mate. Agreed. I'm really hoping for a big Aaron Jones game here. I think there's a few managers that would be a bit nervous about what's going on with him. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping for a, for a cracker from Aaron Jones. All right, Jacksonville at Colts. 
Another one. I don't know. Last week was a bit of a shocker for, for Jacksonville, but they seem to put it up against the Colts. So 42 point over under. Colts are favoured by three at home. Uh, second meeting already for these two teams this year. Uh, 24 blot to the Jags in week two slash one. Can't remember which week it was. Week two. Uh, so revenge is going to be on the mind for the Colts at home. They're going to have to try and score some points against the team they haven't scored some points against yet. So uh, moves to the Colts first. Uh, JT, look, in doubt. He practiced on the side on Wednesday. Um, but I think they'll give it a miss again for another week for JT. Uh, that's Philip Lindsay season again. Now, Philip Lindsay also didn't practice, so yeah. that's intriguing for him too. Uh, Hines was limited. <laughs> no. Hines was limited with a concussion. If he is good to go, he is a smash play here. Um, I'd like to start Hines. Um, in, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, it's Philip Lindsay and that other nobody that he, he looked all right. But anyway, uh, wide receiver land. Pittman and Alec Pierce both starts for me. I'm going to fire both of them up. Alec Pierce has been real good, increasing his volume since he's returning from the injury. He had nine targets last week, six the week prior. Uh, so they're definitely using him. They're using him a bit deeper. I think his ADOT's like 11 yards, 12 yards, somewhere in between there. So it's pretty decent for a, a rookie wide receiver who's making some good plays. So this offense has got to figure some things out because they just look really average. Matt Ryan's just looked trash. Um, so, yeah, they really need to, to figure some things out. Now that everyone's starting to get healthy apart from JT, um, yeah, potentially you might see some action here. But tight end land, look, it's one of three guys. Take your pick. One of them's going to score. It's just a matter of which one. It's just too hard to too hard to figure it out. So I'd be avoiding all the tight ends unless you're really, really desperate. Uh, Jags, really off game last week. Um, running backs was, was hard to, to tell which one to start. Ten carries each, exactly. Week before, they had eight carries each. So it's almost, it's very, very close to a 50-50 split. Um, 17-13 the week before to Robinson. So over the last couple of weeks, they've really split this thing 50-50. ETN's getting heaps more targets. He's ranging from three to five targets a week, whereas Robinson's down at two to three. Uh, so to answer that question from Dino before, it's definitely Jeff Wilson. Uh, not much better opportunity for either of these guys. I don't know which one to start in this game, to be honest. I think they might go down, to be honest, early here. So I think maybe ETN's going to try and fight the way back here. It's a get-right game for Christian Kirk. Two bad games in a row. Um, two touchdowns last time they played Indianapolis. Uh, I think he could be a pretty good start. Had a look at uh, him on player profile, checking his ADOT and all that kind of stuff. Who do you reckon he comes up as a comp for on player profiler? Christian Kirk. Well, what do you, do you mean player you... comp? Like... They give him a comparison. Like, this is who he's, to, he's very... To, like, someone in the past or... Yeah, or just a current player that they think he's pretty close to. Is it himself? Is this a trick question? No, no, not a trick question. Who does he come up? Is going to be... Hollywood Brown. No. <laughs> Stephon <Always>. Diggs. <laughs> I reckon he's like Stephon Diggs. Craziness. Anyways, uh, he's not Stephon Diggs. That's his Diggs. profile, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All these metrics and all that kind of shit. But anyway, Dave uh, Jones still limited in practice. Uh, if he's on, I reckon he's a start. Um, if not, if he's no good... He's limited in any way, shape, or form. Marvin Jones is actually a star for me as well, believe it or not. Uh, 11 targets last week. Looked pretty good. Almost 100 yards, if not a little bit over. Can't remember his exact numbers off the top of my head. Uh, Evan Engram, he's in your streaming kind of options these days. Uh, he's playing around 70% of snaps, so he could be potentially an option there. They've given up four touchdowns to the tight end so far this year, the Colts. So he could be a pretty good streaming option. I'm actually thinking this is going as a 42-point over-under. I could actually see it nudging over top of that. So uh, this is a game that I'm looking forward to seeing who can put up what and hoping for a bounce back from Christian Kirk. Uh, but yeah, look, yeah. the running back positions for the Colts is the one that I'm going to look for. If uh, if Hines is good, it could be a cheapie on DFS as well. So look out for that. But 
uh, yeah, going to be a fun one. Uh, hopefully the Jags do a little bit more than what they did last time. So, a couple of questions coming through on uh, YouTube here, Pointer. Oh, we just got one from um, from Dino, and it was there was a question on Amari Cooper, but I think uh, that's been answered. So, the last one was uh, on on Hall, and it was, do we think that he's still attainable in uh, Dynasty? Or it's too late, and I was like, it's no, pretty it's obviously too late. Too late. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, did you say start Amari Cooper, by the way, just before? I can't remember. On, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, because it was bad, good, good, bad, good. Yeah. So it's good got, again. Got good confirmation again. that Guest is starting him now this week, and that's normally Ooh. means bad. So Ooh, that's going to break the trend. Yeah. But I mean, it's Amari Cooper. It's, it's not, there's no actual trend. It's pure randomness. Yeah, you're right. You can't <laughs> spell Cooper without. Never mind, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Look, kid, I kid. Could put up forty points. Like that's that's within his range, but it's like could also put up. Uh, you know what? Next time we mention Amari Cooper's name, I would like you as to um, just check his son Cooper's nappy. If there's any poo in there, then it's going to be a shit game from Amari Cooper. <laughs> if there's none, it's clean. We'll start him. I reckon that's how we do it. It's like, you know, the, the World Cup where they had the bloody turtle swimming around or something, picking oh, teams. Yeah. This is how we're going to do it, with a, with a nappy check. So if he's got poo in it? Don't start him. him. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Minnesota. Vikings, yep, go on. Vikings on. at Miami over under at 46.5 points, which has got to be a nice game. Um, either team are one-point favourites, depending on where you look. So it's going to be close, they're saying. Viking starts, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is quarterback 11 and a very safe play. Adam Thielen has a very steady floor. He's averaging seven targets a game, which is pretty wild. I wasn't expecting that to be so high, but seven targets a game, happy with that. Irv Smith has a decent matchup against Brandon Jones, who is allowing a 0.23 fantasy points per route run, which is higher than the average, so... Irv Smith, safe play this week if you need a tight end. Uh, sits Alexander Madison, KJ Osborne. It might be both upside players this week. Both need four-plus targets to be sort of team-relevant, uh, fantasy-relevant. Uh, but they seem to be getting around that four targets a game. But they sort of need to be more than that to break into teams. Um, but, yeah, over, over to Miami. Hill and Waddle both practicing full this week after picking up Neagles last week. Uh, Hill, I think, come off the field with the ice pack on his quad, maybe. Someone's... I think someone stepped on his foot or something there, said as well. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Um, but anyway, they both practiced in full all week, so that's yeah, good to go. Uh, Raheem Mostert is by far the lead back, uh, but he doesn't get many targets. He's he's averaging like six um, six yards per carry, but he's getting bugger all targets, so it's really hurting his fantasy production. But, uh, you know, he's a sort of a low-end RB2, high-end RB3 for this week for me. Uh, Cedric Wilson had four targets last week, but he's only had seven for the year. So his first four games, he had three targets, and last week he had four. So he's a sit. People will be looking at that um, four targets and going, oh, he's an interesting option, but just, just leave him there. Gasecki, Smythe, and Edmonds are all bums. Sit there. <laughs> Skyler Thompson would be a super, super, super desperate flex play. I'm in a 24-team league, and I have Jameis Winston, who is my backup, injured. I'm going to have to play uh, Skylar Thompson this week. That's the only spot I would play him. That's about the only place I would advise playing Skylar Thompson this week. Uh, but, oh, no, he could be fun. He could ball out this week. We all love Skylar Thompson. So, a bit of a week of prep might help him, I think. 
Um, he was kind of thrown into it last week after mm. you know one play kind of thing. So um, yeah, give him a bit of a bit of a prep. See how he goes. But yeah, NFL diff- NFL defenses are a lot different to the ones that were playing in um, in the preseason. So we'll see how he goes. But not huge hopes. Just checking our our beautiful friends at play up for their uh, their favoritism for this game, and they've got uh, Minnesota by four points. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I I just go through Google and look at all the different betting sites and um. Yeah, whatever one I looked at, it was different. They're all one-point favourites, so that might have shifted since lunchtime today. I'm going to go off uh, our uh, our friends at Playup, who you know, yep. gives us usually a pretty reliable. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody good website. Should <laughs> get <on> everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. Anything else? No, that'll do. Play the all right, so you was sit the bumps. Yeah. He was done a bit of prep for us. He's, uh, he had the Cincinnati-New Orleans game here. Um, I'll read off what he's got here. 43.5 point over under, 23 point implied team total for the Bengals. You could also chip in here, here or there, Tombo, for your uh, your Bengals. Uh, he actually has them winning handily here. T. Higgins missing practice, so it could be a Tyler Boyd week, according to Ewers. I'd start him, according to Ewers. Just going to make sure everyone knows that this is Ewers' information, just in case it shits the bed. Uh, tough draw for Chase against Lattimore, but he's apparently not afraid of him. Uh, like... I am when he's playing Mike Evans. Yeah, right. I gotcha. Mixes has been horribly inefficient, and that is absolutely true. It's like three yards Except carry last or something. Week. Cray or two Except yards last carry. Week. It's disgusting. You was get with it. Uh, last New week Orleans he doubled his yearly average. Well, it's, it's easy to double one. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans, nice defense against the runs. Seventh by off, by off, whatever that means. But he should still get the volume out of yada yada, which I 100 percent agree. He's going to get volume. It's just a matter of can he turn it into a touchdown and get some breakaway plays. So, uh, good year for targets. Plenty of targets going to Joe Mixon as well. Likes Burrow to steal a rushing touchdown for him. Call it a hunch. Fire him up. Wow, Burrow for a rushing touchdown. You heard it here first from FF Guest. Crazy stuff. Hayden Hurst is an every-week play, too. He's had seven targets three times this year, and without T. Higgins, he might get the targets this week. And I think last week they were really emphasizing the revenge game against Atlanta, too, so happy days. Uh, On to the New Orleans side. Alave is progressing through concussion protocol. Play him if he's okay. Uh, I think Thomas... Who the hell is BBC? And Landry, who's BBC? British Broadcasting Channel. (laughs) (laughs) Or the big... I I, I wasn't thinking of that. (laughs) (laughs) I had to... That's a PG rated, but anyway. Uh, Landry, both not practicing. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see on them. I don't like any of the other wide receivers, to be honest. If all of those guys don't go, mate, Taysom Hill, let's get it going. Kamara in and out, too. He's a workhorse. Taysom Hill can't steal all his touchdowns all the time, apparently. Uh, last week, he had four. It's absolutely crazy. Decent floor play for Taysom Hill. I think he will actually jag a couple of touchdowns, especially if James is out. So, look out for that. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game if um, if James is out and all of those wide receivers. I think if they are, uh, the Bengals game to lose here, Tom. What do you reckon, mate? Well, I'm a bit worried. Is, is Higgins confirmed out? Or don't know. I think he's just DNP. Yeah, this week, I don't. Because so, the guy that'll come in and replace him is Mike Thomas. I don't rate him at all. Um, so if they put Lattimore on Chase and Double Boyd, we could be into what happened last week with um, with the Ravens, I think. So, Cheeky update from uh, FF Guest here. No clue why it says BBC. <laughs> <laughs> so he obviously was uh, was trying to type something into maybe it's his Google auto- Chrome or something. <laughs> Recently had a baby, he needs to go and uh, spend some time alone. Yeah, that was when he go and Google Chrome for sure. I reckon. <laughs> 
Whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> I'm going to be going for a little bit. Can't, anyway. can't ever get me here defending. So. Oh, it's classic. It's so good. It's I, worth I, every second it, of it. I thought you said, uh, sit Mike Thomas, the BBC. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm just reading what you just written. As I said, if any 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 complaints, please FF guest on Twitter. Uh, it's definitely it's, it's definitely him. Ah, uh, God, this is classic stuff. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to move. I'm going to move on to our sponsors, but it's bloody hard when you're pissing yourself laughing. Anyway, so back on it. Uh, halfway halfway through the matchups, we'll talk some draft stars. I'm actually going to show you how to build a lineup here because we can share our screen, which is exciting. <laughs> um, did we pick a premium play yet? I don't even know. There's too many to choose from, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, so we'll get to your premium play pretty soon. I'm going to start with my fade of the week, and uh, there's, there might be a few people that think, holy Jesus, what are you doing here? But it's Tyreek Hill at almost $15,000, playing with Skylar Thompson potentially, more than likely a quarterback. Uh, That's 19 it. You could, just, you could just end it there. He's yeah. playing with Skylar Thompson. That's why. He's Look, the only the only good thing is he still had eight, uh, some stupid amount of catches last week. It's just escaped my mind because I'm absolutely hopeless at my job. It was apparently, bugger all yards. So. That's the problem. It was just close to the line of scrimmage. Seven for seven catches, seven targets for forty-seven yards, which is no good for Tyreek Hill. But you know he has the uh, chance of just catching one of those short passes and blowing it off for a touchdown. Oh, Jesus, that's not a good way to talk about it. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's six point five yards per catch. That's yes, pretty crazy for Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So, yeah. look, he could he could take one of them to the house, but the fact that there's only 19 passes completed last week for Skylar Thompson just means the volume's not quite as going to be there, especially if uh, Jalen Waddle is ready to go. Uh, it's eight yards per reception that Skylar Thompson completed last week. So you really are going to need him to take one of these short passes to the house, and you know, the, I just don't see it happening for some reason. So um, I'm actually a fade on Tyreek Hill this week. So um, my value of the week, and Tombo, you might argue with me a little bit here. You didn't. You said you didn't like it, but have I, have you talked yourself into it or? Well, who was your? Was that you? Oh, it's Ramondre Stevenson at thirteen thousand nine hundred. Season. I think we. Call yeah, it, right? I mean, it was the bottom. Like when you look at your premium running backs on on Draft Stars, he was the cheapest of those premium guys, right? Yeah. It made sense. Once you got below him, it was like Jeff Wilson and James Robinson and uh, I can't remember, but it was guys like that that you Najee don't and... really want. Yeah, they had bad matchups, stuff like that. So even though I hate playing anyone from the Patriots backfield because I think Bill Belichick, well, he knows because he told us he hates fantasy football mm. and I just try and avoid everyone from the Patriots because... I tweeted this week, we're all on Ramondre Stevenson this week, and if we know Bill Belichick, he's likely to put Pierre Strong in there to take <laughs> the first two downs. Um, but when you look at the price of Ramondre compared to the guys we're putting him in the tier with, yeah, I think mm-hmm. he's good value. Um, I mm-hmm. think he's like $2,000 cheaper than, than he should be. So yep. in that instance, Absolutely. yeah. I agree. Yeah, so no Damien Harris. Uh, he was kind of taking over the backfield anyway. The Browns are leaking some points to the running back. Eckler absolutely torched them last week. Four running backs for the Falcons the week before. It was like Algier putting up 80 yards. Some other blokes scored 40 and a touchdown. I think there was two running backs that scored 40 and a touchdown on top of Algier's 80. So I'm thinking that uh, Stevenson's going to have the workload here. And for 13900 that's absolute value for me. Uh, second honourable mention would go to Jeff Wilson. He was kind of the next one in the tier down, yeah. I think. Um, that I would choose. So let's have a quick try of uh, a screen share here for a second, and we'll see if we can build a team um, together, hey? 
So, just um, we aren't the TFL podcast. <laughs> see how we go. Can we all see this? Is this happening? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Good. Yeah. So here you go. This is your uh, your, your your what do you call the draft stars lobby? Um, a bit of a fan of this here, Monday Micro, right here. You can have a billion entries and you can win fifteen hundred bucks, which would be nice. But uh, yeah, first prize always changes. So here we go. We're going to go into here. We're going to chuck an enter now. Obviously, we look at those games. We haven't quite got to a few yet. Don't worry about my bankroll up the top there. A uh, <laughs> uh, couple of games where we've got high over-unders. The, the, obviously, the high over-under is this one here, uh, Buffalo at Kansas City. So what I was thinking about doing while we're just sitting here trying to build a team is to Let's see what we it. can build with the stack of uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Now, obviously, that's going to take up a chunk, 32% of our salary, so we're going to have to try and save a bit of cash here or there. Uh, one way to do that is with aforementioned Ramon J. Stevenson and aforementioned Jeff Wilson. I still think you need a bit Love of cash it. into the running back position here, uh, and they've got some decent matchups, so I'm going to be going with those two. More than likely, these one of these guys at the top is going to pop off, but I feel as though these guys can make up for it, so we'll see how we go there. I always like to go to my defense now just to uh, try and save a bit of cash. Scroll down a bit, look for the team that's playing against Skylar Thompson and put Minnesota in there. Uh, <laughs> and then I go to tight end and look for a value at tight end. I'd love to bring it back with Kelsey, but I think with 14 grand, it's just going to be too expensive. Uh, do you guys like any of these tight ends apart from Kelsey here? Who would you be choosing? Any I liked thoughts? Higby this week, but I was surprised how expensive he was. Yeah, uh-huh. Carolina's the matchup. I'll talk about him a bit later. but Yeah. yeah. Ertz... Uh... And Joker, I don't mind. Who else we got down there? Mm, Paddy F has a great matchup this week, but I think he's concussed. Yeah. So my option that I uh, spoke about before, uh, Taysom Hill for now. I'm going to put him in until I find out what's going on. If I need to pivot away from um, Taysom Hill, I'm more than happy to roll down to Evan Ingram and stick yeah, Evan Ingram into the lineup. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, we've now got nine grand to spend here, and wide receivers are the more important point from here. So I might pay for a decent wide receiver here. Now, I always talk about over-unders. This game here, Arizona-Seattle, very good over-under. Uh, seems to be around the 50-point mark. They like to shut down the wide receiver one. So I think DK Metcalf might actually be the target that they look to shut down, and Tyler Lockett might be a beneficiary there. So I'm going to stick a go on Tyler Lockett here, stick him into the squad. And this is where I scroll down, and I start to look for some values. We've got 9000 to spend on each guy. Um, who's going to be the value that I like in here? That's the question. So you've got to have a look. Look for some matchups that you like. Look for some guys that you think over the last couple of weeks, pretty high quality. And Devin Duvernay yeah. at 8,200 is definitely some value I like the look of. He was right. electric last week. Every time he got the ball, just something just happened. Like, yeah, he's absolutely. so fast. That and, uh, you know, you have a look into his usage. He's actually being used or was used last week out of the backfield as well. So he's getting some, some opportunity here or there, which leaves us with 10 and a half grand. Now, a lot of people just say, look, spend all your bankroll, uh, and that would make me DK Metcalf. But, you know, I don't want DK Metcalf, two of the same wide receivers yeah. in a game I'm not stacking. So I'm going to float through a little bit, have a look at see where I can see some value. Uh, feel free to jump out at me if you would like to. Um, Ooh, GG. Good strategies that bring back. KC Buffalo is the game we're targeting here. Should we bring it back with Juju? Could Higgins we bring it back is out, Tyler Boyd. But MVS, MVS, he's cheap. Very interested in this price. Eight grand, Alex Pierce. Alec Pierce um, with his volume. You know what? I don't mind that. 
What do you reckon? Yeah, then how much that leave? No, that'll leave you with a fair bit. And you can probably go and upgrade your. It'll leave us with to, two thousand. Um, will it get? Will it get Let's you to like? Uh, won't get you to the forty nine ers. That'll get, you get to the us 49ers? to the pack. That'll get us to the forty nine ers. Let's go. Let's go. There's our lineup. Alan Diggs stack. I like it. Ramondre and Jeff. I think they're going to have big weeks. Duvernay, good opportunity against New York. Tyler Lockett against Arizona. Things are coming. Um, yeah, there's a couple of ways you could build a lineup. This is just the first easy, simple way to build a lineup. So there you go. There's my lineup Submit for the it. week. Submit. I've already submitted one, but we'll go again. Let's do it. Done. 50 cents. Nice bargain, really. Josh, Good fun. if you're watching. That's yes, please, for the love of God. Not difficult, hey? All right, so we need a premium play, though. That's the problem. I think it's going to be Diggs, to be honest, against Kansas City. Um it's too hard to go past it. We remember Justin Jefferson last week. He smashed it. And I think, yeah. I think, honestly, the Bills are going to come out and go, hey, you beat us because of a coin toss last year. Let's put up some points. Uh, I think they're going to do fine. So Diggs is my premium play. Mahomes is an underdog at home for the first time in his career. Mm. That's an amazing stat. Crazy. Crazy. Look at this. Wouldn't you like to win this, eh? Goodness, man. <laughs> We're doing Let's, a lineup. Let's do it. Rip in. Yep. My up. Who's up? Me, Baltimore at New York, Sweet. apparently. Goodness me. Straight back into it. 45-point overrun. 45 points. It's pretty good. Um, Giants are six-point underdogs at home. Now, we're going to need a drop for you as if they win this for all hail the New York Giants because they've been pretty impressive to start the year. So definitely some coach of the year uh, chances here uh, for the Giants team. But uh, Rashad Bateman did not practice Wednesday for the Ravens. Um, cheeky injury cloud for him. As I said just before during Draft Stars segment, um, Devin Duvernay, every week start from here, I reckon. He's just being used too well, um, passing game and the running game as well. Into the running back land, that's probably the only wide receiver I start, by the way, Devin Duvernay. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I'll wait until he's healthy. Into the running back section, Dobbin still only on 40% of snaps last week. He did lead the team, but it was only with eight carries. Absolutely no work in the passing game. He is definitely a still wait and see, um, and this is a real tester for Javante Williams as well, I tell you. It's the same injury, and he's still fighting his way back. 42% of snaps went to Kenyon Drake. Only four carries and one catch resulted from that. Um, obviously, Lamar is doing most of the running work there. So it's start Lamar. It's wait and see on the running backs. I still don't trust Dobbins yet. I wanted as much as you're going to say, look, you're going to miss the start where he goes off and scores two touchdowns and goes for 100 yards. I want to see it before I start it, to be honest. Um, it's just, it could be, you know. 10 carries for 40 yards and nothing else. So it's a bit of a worry. Uh, Mark Andrews is always a go. Over to the Giants side, Barkley, best running back in <laughs> fantasy land at the moment. Uh, Kadarius Tony has a dual hamstring injury. I don't know if that's a hamstring on each leg or if it's two muscles in the hamstring. I'm not sure, but apparently it's a dual hamstring. Heartstring, you reckon? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he... He was did not practice. Kenny Galladay was also did not practice with a knee. Wanda Robinson was limited with a knee injury. Uh, the main thing is, though, that Baltimore are giving it up to the wide receiver position. So it's going to be intriguing to see who actually steps up here. They're getting a couple Very of excited. linebackers. Yeah, they're getting a couple Very of linebackers excited. back, which might um, shut those short passes down, which means Darius Slayton over the top could be the go. They're the third best strength of schedule for wide receivers, according to PFF. So we need someone to step up. Um, and I'm hoping it's Darius Slayton. It could honestly be the guy. Uh, tight end land. 
Bellinger. I'm a little bit interested this week. His snaps have increased from 48% in week one to 74% last week. He's kind of the beneficiary of all of these injuries. So he could be actually coming on to do a job and start to be in that streaming candidate. Uh, sixth best matchup, according to PFF this week as well, uh, for Daniel Bellinger. So it could be something there. Uh, Daniel Jones, am I starting Daniel Jones? I think he's giving you a safe enough floor of 12 to 13 fantasy points a week. He isn't giving you that ceiling above 20 fantasy points, though. Uh, he's rushing a lot more than I was kind of uh, watching, I think. Six rushes, 10 rushes, nine rushes, six rushes, and 10 rushes. So he's minimum six rushes a week, um, which gives you that safe floor. He hasn't thrown a touchdown for three weeks. So I'd say he's due <laughs> for maybe a couple to make up for it. So Remember that, remember that run last year where a wide receiver on their team didn't score a touchdown for like 12 weeks or something? Mm, yep. Is that going to happen again? <laughs> Who knows? Because he's just not throwing him. He's rushed a couple in, but he's just not throwing him. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I kind of have a bit of faith in um, the coaching staff here to turn this team around. And, you know, for, for, for what they're doing, you know, without the wide receiver core or any skilled position uh, or good wide receivers at the moment, I mean, if they find one, <laughs> let's go. Uh, but, yeah, I'm starting Daniel Jones as well. So, go team. That's, uh, that's the Ravens at the Giants. If the Giants win and Cowboys beat the Eagles, there'll be three five and one teams in that division. Jesus, How good. apparently the best division in football. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh, Tom. Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh over under forty four and a half points. Uh, Bucks are six and a half point favourites. Bucks starts Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette. Chris Godwin is limited this week with hip injury, but he should be good to go. Fire him up if he's active. Uh, sits Russell Gage and Julio Jones both did not practice this week. Rashad White has seen nine targets in the last two weeks, um, especially uh, was that not last week? The week before, he saw a heap of targets, uh, but he he really needs a touchdown to be fantasy relevant. Um, Kate Otten and Cameron Brait have both very tough matchups this week against the tackle bot Miles Jack. If anyone knows Miles Jack, he um, he's a tight end tackling machine. Uh, but for the deeper leagues, guys that might be playing two tight ends, which I'm in a league which was playing two tight ends, camera break looks like he's going to be playing. So for those guys that are desperate for a tight end, um, yeah, camera break's going to be active after that concussion he had two weeks ago. Over to Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens are safe plays this week, uh, both seeing majority of targets. I'd never say sit Naji, but if you had a replacement, this is the week to sit Naji. Pete, what sort of running backs would you play over Najee this week? Like, he's, he's RB30 on the year. He's at the same amount of fantasy points as Michael Carter. And would you play Michael Carter against... Who are they playing? Okay, Green Bay. Green Bay over I Najee mean, this week. I think there's that talk of how is how much of his injury is actually... He does he have, right? Is he, is he yeah. impacted and they're just pushing through it? And maybe a week off for him might actually be healthy. But I think... I mean, it's hard because you, you've drafted this guy to be like one of those plug-and-play mm. guys that doesn't come into your, your rosters. You probably don't have anyone else to play, and it's going to have to be someone for me that I'm pretty confident in. Like, it's, it's hard. This week, there's some guys on by that are just tear, we're tearing it up. Like, you don't have a Pierce to play if that was someone that you might have got cheaper later that you could have been filling in there. So it's a tough question. I don't know the... Yeah, like, he's, he's RB... He's RB30 on the year. Michael Carter's RB31. And I've seen heaps of fantasy analysts saying, sit Najee this week. Tampa Bay got a great rush defense, and Najee's been horrible all this year. 
Um, and Kenny Pickett doesn't like throwing it to Najee Harris, but it's a bye week. Mm. You drafted him in the first round. Like, you've got to start him. I just, I can't advise anyone to sit him but because, it, you know, you're going to be playing like, I don't know, J.D. McKissick, who could put up like 2.2 points and, and Najee could go for 18. So, yeah, I'd just, I'd just play Najee if he, if he bashes out uh, six for forty and scores ten. Uh, six rushes for well, I don't know, whatever it is. But uh, if he puts up nine fantasy points, so be it. Just cop it. Um, you really need a tuddy, eh? He really, yeah. Needs he needs the targets. Yeah. He needs some catches. He's just not getting them. Um, Paddy Frymuth will probably be out with concussion. He had a bad knock last year. That's his fourth one in two years. Mm, uh, a bit of a worry. Yeah, I've been concerned about him for pretty much ever since he had his second one and. And he's he's copped another one, so he's top five in yards per route run on the year, which is pretty cool. Um, and Tampa Bay, okay, here's some stats. Tampa Bay has allowed six catches in the tight in uh, to the tight end per game. So the tight end one of the opposing team, Tampa Bay is allowing six catches per game. Week one, Dalton Schultz went seven catches, nine receptions, sixty-two yards. Week two, Juan Johnson went four catches from seven targets for forty yards. Uh, week three, Tonya went six for seven for 37. Week four, Travis Kelsey, nine catches on 10 targets for 92 yards. That was huge. And a touchdown. Uh, and then in week five, in week five, they played Atlanta. Cole Pitts didn't play, but they had three tight ends who put up 20 yards um, between them. So it's not much, but what I'm saying is that they're using tight ends against Tampa for a reason. Um, so I think, you know, if... If uh, Paddy Frymuth is active, I think he's a smash star this week and, and might even be a really good DFS play. Uh, for sits, Chase Claypool went 5 for 50 last week, but he has sucked all year. Uh, massive negative game script last week, which saw his targets jump. Um, exactly the same for Jalen Warren. He's, he got a heap of targets because of the negative game script. So I would be sitting both of them. Uh, ignore last week. And that is it. That is... Uh, Tampa and Pittsburgh, I think Tampa will absolutely roll them. I think. So, yes. So what you're saying is if Frymuth doesn't go, Zach Gentry is also questionable for the Steelers. I should play Connor Haywood at the tight end. He's a fullback. Is he also a tight end? Tight end on the depth chart. (laughs) (laughs) He was drafted as a fullback. He's listed as a tight end on the depth chart at the moment, so... Who knows? Yeah, they're all the same. Fingers, Fingers crossed for him yeah. goes. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I don't think he will. There's too many concussions. Yeah. Too many. Yeah. All right, Arizona at Seattle, Pointer. Yeah, Moz, this is a great one for for you. Um, the Seahawks and Arizona rivalry is pretty tight, actually, overall. With I think it's the Seahawks are one game ahead, 23, 22, 21, going off the, the stat that I looked up. Um, but I think, like you did mention before, um, that this is statistically normally a higher-scoring matchup between these two sides. Um, in your uh, was it in the analysis for the draft styles segment? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, just one thing that I did notice: the, typically, the game in Arizona is about uh, seven to fourteen points more um, as a total than the this fixture in Seattle. So that's just something to worth considering there. Uh, probably the fact mainly due to the the outdoor nature and mm. more more inclined to the weather, and you know Seattle's not necessarily the the nicest place to play coming into winter. So it's probably something to take into account there. And I think the weather's okay so far when I looked at it for this matchup, but 
Yeah, I think like the, the biggest the biggest thing is, um, and it's what I've been talking about for a while is is Kyler Murray going to run the ball? Like at the moment, oh, it's mate. sort of him just standing there. Um, and it was a great take by Andy Holloway on the balls this week to say, like, if you knew you were going to draft Kyler Murray at mm. 101, uh, the first pick of the draft, as just to be a pocket passer, it was not worth the pick. You'd have to no. use what he can do. Like, there's, you can't lock up his best skill set and leave it in there and to say, oh, we're too afraid to, to use it, right? So I think that's the thing that they're just going to have to come out and change their mind and, and do it. And once we see him play how he wants to play or how he naturally gifted we might see something improve here and i think that's leaning towards being maybe this matchup being rivalry and coming soon when when hopkins starts to come back we're going to see a bit of a tick up for here um and i think seattle actually on the other side of the ball like they've been well above expectations um and now we're going to get to see uh ken walker come out and get uh a good line share last week he did outrush that big rush touchdown but we still haven't seen him take um a massive volume of work and how that works out when he's the lead guy the whole game. So I'm a bit cautious there against the Arizona defense that has actually been fairly stout against the run the last mm. couple of weeks. I think they let up a big game this week against um, 139 yards um, on the ground against Philly. But you know Philly are one of the are their best team in the league at the moment in terms of record, right? So it's not the a bit of an outlier. The previous two couple of weeks they had a lower rushing totals, and they haven't been one of the worst teams um, against the run. Um, the pass sort of been solid as well. They've been a bit underrated, I think, how they've been playing defense, and the, the total points is where it sort of comes down to the, They haven't been given up too much. I think they had 20, 16, 20 in the last three games. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm not sure this game's going to go full shootout. I'd be a, probably in that 50-point range. I wouldn't want to bet too much over that as a total, but I think the players that I'm looking to start this week... Um, from both teams. You're going to have to start Kyler Murray. I think, and Geno Smith on the other side, like, where'd you get him? You got him pretty cheap, and if you're starting him, you, you probably need him, right? If you've picked him off waivers and you're throwing him in your lineups, there's probably a, an issue with quarterback. You might have had Trey Lance, or you might have had uh, Dak Prescott go down, and I don't think there's a better option um, than to throw Geno out this week. Um, so, they're the two quarterbacks that go there. The next thing down, the running backs, I think Connor's still a little bit uh, iffy for me. Hasn't done. I, I don't know. He's just a scary prospect, right? If you just a knock away from not being able to do anything more. But on the other side of the ball, you've just probably paid. If you're in a redraft league, how much fab if you had him? If Ken Walker was on the waivers, you can't spend that much money to to wait another week and see how he goes. I don't think, especially in this matchup. So I think I'm gonna have to take the gamble on Ken Walker this week. Uh, Tyler Lockett, you be put in the lineup as a as a good play, and I think that that stands true. Even like if you look at what AJ happened to AJ Brown last week, and who might not be the exact same receiver as Metcalf, but they do have a lot of similarities in terms of they're that bully in terms of size, and yeah. they love to run the ball up the catch. He didn't have a great week, so I think there's no I mean, similarly easily see what happened last week happening again to DK this week. But I think it's a week that Lockett is a lot harder of a player to try and lock down as much as the possession bigger guy is. Um, and then I think the tight ends, it's just a bit tough. You're going to have to play Zach Ertz depending on where you have him. And, and even Will Disley's been semi-reliable this season. If you didn't take a tight end early in a draft, he's probably in a spot that um, by necessity you're going to have to play him um, unless you've got a really solid matchup, which I don't think there. We looked through our, our best ball lineup. Um, there wasn't a 
a gimme tight end matchup this week that you'd want to say that's the go. So you're probably considering Will Gislin. I don't think it's a terrible option against uh, Arizona. It's a big game for Arizona. Two and three at the moment. If they can go, if they can win this game away from home, go to three and three and get Hopkins back next week. Obviously, there's a, a few question marks about um, if Hopkins is going to be any good, but obviously, you know, he's, he's shown in the past that he's an absolute gunman athlete. So if we can get him back and, and be three and three, it's definitely um, definitely better for us. But yeah, back to the running back position for Arizona. It looks like Connor he was out um, of practice this weekend. No, yeah, it's not looking good for him to go, and Darrell Williams is good apparently missed this week as well, so it could actually be in a Benjamin season. Um, we worked out a whole bunch of dudes. I think we signed Corey Clement or something like that as well, so there's obviously some bad signs uh, in that running back Corey position. Cl- so. Is he still yeah. alive? Yes, yeah, something. I kind of. I think it was, I'm sure it was Corey Clement that I saw this morning that uh, was getting a workout at least. So. Maybe they could just use Kyler Murray at running back and... Mate, do us all a favor. just don't even get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. I'm so I angry I, about... Oh. I'm in a similar boat the Broncos in terms of there's some things that are... But the Cardinals, at least, if they click, they're a lot closer to that switch clicking over and being like, oh, well, mm. now we're starting to to get there. But um, sometimes it can just be like little things aren't working and you have one good game and you figure stuff out. Yeah. Um, you make teams have to... I think if you're predictable, teams come out and they know how to play you a little bit more. When you're unpredictable, the team just gets shocked and then during the game they're mm. trying to... Um, adjust and adjust and then you just keep you adjust ahead of them and they're always playing catch up for the rest of the game so i think i mean i think the seahawks have been surprisingly good on mm. both sides of the ball their young defense is going fairly well and gino's just balling out so i mean how many weeks can gino ball out like you don't think he's going to go all the way to the super bowl but this should be a this division rivalry at home should be a good matchup for both teams and i think it's going to be actually an exciting game to watch surely the yeah, cards Chris- you'd be You'd be bloody disappointed if the cards didn't get up here. Like they could oh, finish 100%. last in their division if they lose this game. Yeah, that's That'd the problem. Pretty crazy. I, yeah, I can't imagine that happening. I think I think the cards will win by two touchdowns. Yeah, you think about Plus. the Cardinals had a good. They did lose to um, Philly, but they were. It was. They're in it. There was a, right? it was a yeah. kick away from overtime, right? So yeah. I think that's we take away from it that they're they're probably the better team overall. But I think this when it comes to a rivalry game, something always steps up, and the Seahawks look like they're. Um, these bigger games are the ones that they're playing a bit more tougher. Question in the chat from uh, BBC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hopkins coming back, kill Hollywood. Uh, when the Cardinals are throwing the ball around 50 times a game, there's there's enough volume to go around to two stub wide receivers. So I don't think he will kill him. I think they will try and use uh, Hopkins on the left and move uh, move Hollywood around either on the right or split him out wide on the same side. It'll kill so I think... Rondale and Greg Dorch. Rondale will go to the slot, I reckon, and they uh, and almost play yeah, the Zach AJ Hurts. Green role. I reckon you know, Zach Ertz plays out of the tight end. He could play just off the line. Um, I think they'll move Rondale. Cause they still don't know how to use Rondale well, I don't reckon. Mm, still yeah. giving him too much work behind the line. I think they really do want him in the slot, but, um, you know, they've had to use him elsewhere because, yeah, Hopkins has still been out. So I don't think it's going to kill his value at all. Um, Ertz is the one that I'd be worried about, though, um, when all of this does happen, because they're finally at full strength and the wide receiver core they want. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. Uh, if Kyler Murray comes out and runs the ball on the first play, I will be super happy. And I reckon it could be a, a cheeky bet <laughs> if there's something on Sportsbet we can find. <laughs> hey, you know uh, what? I wouldn't mind up. having, while Higgins is out, I wouldn't mind having AJ Green back, actually, just for, like, this game. Can we just borrow him or something? We, we can game? trade him for Jamar Chase if you want. 
Nah, no, nah, we got rid of him to draft Jamar Chase. Nah, that seems like a bad trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm hoping Arizona get up here, but uh, yeah, it's still going to be a fun game. All right, Carolina uh, at the LA Rams, uh, 41 point over under, which is probably about right because the Rams are not putting up points at the moment. The Rams are still favoured by 11 points against a who knows what's going on Carolina team here. Uh, Rule, Matt Rule, he is no longer the ruler. He is out. Uh, an extremely successful Steve Wilkes is coming in to replace him. Who? Uh, yep. Was, Former Arizona a... Cardinals oh, coach okay. who drafted Josh Rosen. So there you go. That's the <laughs> that's who's taken over. That. I didn't know he was the Cardinals. Yeah, mate. He was there for one season, and we said, nope, see ya. Uh, Baker Mayfield is going to be out with his high ankle sprain. Darnold is still on IR, so it is PJ Walker who's going to get the nod here as the starting quarterback, unless some miraculous change happens More here. importantly, Matt Corral has gone for the season. Yes. So their option is literally PJ Walker. This could have been Corral's season. But unfortunately, what happens not. if he Two gets games. injured? Oh, mate, they'll be they'll be starting Christian maybe Caffey. DJ Moore or something like. <laughs> Who knows? Who's thrown some Can't passes? Someone go find it out. Booty scooting. Uh, what are we looking? Two games as a starter for PJ Walker uh, in the last couple of years. I'm pretty sure I couldn't find anything else where he looked like he had starting numbers. He had a win it last was, year, I think. Yeah, it was nothing exciting. It was like he threw for 180 yards yeah, and just crap all. So no good. Uh, CMC was rested today from practice. No injury designation, just has rests next to it. So if you're looking at injury reports and freaking out, I don't think there's anything to freak out about. He's going to be a play. It is the Rams. You're going to have to temper your expectations again. They are elite in terms of stopping the run. So there you go. Wide receivers, I still think they are a sit. Um, as much as it's DJ Moore and you've paid paid the money for him in your drafts, He's just not doing enough for me, and I think this one might get a little bit ugly uh, for for the Panthers. The Rams uh, still not looking good. Last week only put up 12 points. Uh, no good. Stafford could actually be on, though, this week. It's the Panthers. It's pretty much everyone's get-right game. You play the Panthers, you're going to sort some shit out, I reckon. So uh, Matty Stafford is definitely a, a start this week for me. Henderson, absolutely zero carries last week. Caremakers had all of it, all of 13 carries for 33 yards. Uh, so, yeah, they're both pretty much dog shit at the moment. I think still Caremakers is the go. Henderson had five targets, seemed to be the pass-catching guy. Uh, only 31% of snaps for Caremakers last week for a starting running back. It's just a bit gross, but once again, it's going to be a get-right game. So I think you could probably fire up Caremakers and see how he goes. Uh, what's going on with wide receiver core? It's just throw the ball to Cup, even though Cup has seven blokes on him. Um, so, you know what? It's still going to be a start-up game for, I reckon, it's this Pete's could be fantasy. an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's BBC's fantasy. Uh, I, it could be a bounce back week, and you know what? I'm going to throw it out there. Start Alan Robinson this week. Yeah, I said it. Uh, Higby, he's in your lineup. Cup, he's in your lineup, uh, and that's it for now for the for the LA Rams. Remember at the start of the year we said uh, play either Henderson or Aiken Acres, depending who has the hot hand at the moment. Mm. Well, they well, don't that, either of that them do. hot hand is throw the ball. Not yeah, that. yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm not liking the the running backs, but I think you're going to have to play care makers against a pretty shoddy Panthers team. So, Ooh. yeah, all right. It's a good the big one, Tom. The big game. Huh? Let's go, Tom. Oh, it's me. Let's go. Yeah, mate. Uh, Buffalo at Kansas City. As I said before, uh, Kansas City are underdogs. 54 point over under, and I got this game. How excited. Uh, two and a half point. Yeah, Bills are two and a half point favourites. So, oh, 
mate. I'm so excited for this game. Can't wait to watch it. It's on at 7 o'clock in the morning, though, which is just a shit time for me on Monday morning. Why, why wouldn't they have it at like a 10.30, 11 o'clock game? They should uh, flex this game to tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they should. Oh, how good would that be? Anyway. Uh, Bill starts, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie has cleared concussion protocols and is good to go. Uh, but if for some reason he's allowed out, Play Shakir. Shakir looked really good last week. Um, Singletary really needs five-plus targets to be a safe fantasy option, like a safe sort of RB2. Um, he only had one catch last week, which was the lowest of his year of the year. Um, I'd still play Devin Singletary, I think. I think you've, you've got to play him this game just in case he gets nine targets like he had uh, one time this year. He's in it uh, when they're competitive and the team that they're playing against is competitive, and I think the Chiefs would be able to keep up for Singletary for once. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I watch him a lot because I've got him everywhere. Knox is a play if he's active. Uh, he's got a hamstring injury. Uh, pick up Morris, Qu- Quinton Morris. Is that right? No, I don't say right. Yeah, anyway. Cousin, cousin Quinton. Yeah, cousin Quinton. Yeah, <laughs> pick him up uh, if Dawson Knox isn't active. Uh, Morris had three for sixty-eight last week in a positive game script. So I kind of like him for this game, cousin Quinton. Uh, sit. Zach Moss and James Cook, they need a touchdown to get over 10 points, so I wouldn't be relying on them. Uh, over to Kansas City, Mahomes, Kelsey, Juju and MVS, both had eight targets last week on 85% of snaps, so they are a real 1A, 1B there. There is no wide receiver one in that offense, so I think Kelsey's the wide receiver one and Juju and MVS are the wide receiver 2A, 2B. Uh, I'd be playing all of them for this game. MVS is going to drop some balls, but you know he's going to get the targets, so yeah, you got to play him. Hardman is the wide receiver three and a decent flex option option for this game. Again, he could have one massive play that could score like seven, eight points. So yeah, this is the sort of game where you just want to start everyone. CH had a down week, but surely he gets a touchdown here with 54 points. You think CH will get at least one touchdown? I wouldn't hate him getting two here. Uh, same goes for Jarek McKinnon, who he's seen slightly more snaps than CH. He's like 10% more snaps, but he's seen a lot less targets. So their fantasy points are sort of evening out a little bit um, the last two weeks anyway. Uh, Sits, Pacheco, and Skymore. This is not the game script for either of them. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be playing Pacheco. Pacheco looked really good when... When KC was up by a million, but they won't be in this game. They'll be sort of chasing the whole time. So sit Pacheco and Sky Moore, uh, and that is that game. I'm so looking forward to that game. Holy moly! Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Looking forward to it. Uh, kind of expecting uh, Buffalo to get a win here. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun yeah, one. revenge game. Right. Yeah. Dallas at Philly. Anyone want to do this one for you as a research? Oh, I can do it for it. Yeah, go on. Uh, for it. Let's go. Yeah, back so it's got that. an over under of. 42.5, and it's six-point favourite to the Eagles. Um, and as much as I love this name, I think there is a weak... Cooper Rush gets the first loss of the year. This is... Um, I'm speaking as in you as... Um, uh, I don't have the dulcet tones, but I'll do my best. And besides that, though, the decision is pretty easy. AJ Brown, Devon Essies, Dallas Clyde, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, and Miles Sanders. Go ahead and, and start them. I'm pretty sure that's what it's meant. City Lamb, start. Um, Zeke... And Pollard are also scary against a good defense. Uh, Pollard could get the work playing catch-up, but Dallas also seemed pretty committed to running with Zeke anyway. Uh, his carries have gone up every week um, to 22 the last week. It's not, 
yeah, not that he did anything with him, 3.77 yards per carry on the season. He's pretty paltry. Uh, all in all, a tough divisional matchup with two good defenses. I'd be stoked about... I wouldn't be stoked about starting anyone, to be perfectly honest. Oh, is that the defenses? Uh, I think it's just everyone in general. He thinks it's going to be under. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll see how we go. Uh, it says, I'd probably hit the stepsister under... Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another another mistake here from from our guest. That says the steps just stuck in the washing machine. <laughs> and just hope the Philly pieces. It does hurt. We oh, God, never mind. Uh, look, that one was a that one was a gag, but I swear no one put, been seen there before. I actually, put, I actually put after the the BBC stitch up before. I actually put the stepsister in there. I found like the perfect spot. Oh, Someone's geez. gone back in and deleted it, and I was like, "Nah, I'm reading this one out." And, and <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me! All right, that's very good. So that's that's um, Dano such guest take on Delhi Philly, and then I've got um, Denver versus the Chargers. Man, can you start anyone? Um, on the Broncos at the moment is the real question, and that's 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 I'm asking you guys that because, I mean, I'm the Broncos fan that will say find a way to say, oh yeah, you could start this guy like Sutton. I think he's been putting up safe points, but sometimes just nine or ten points isn't enough um, for what that that guy that you have there. You need to shoot for a bit more. But what do you think about the De- the Denver skill position players? Are they are they? Startable in this matchup. Yeah, Sutton, Sutton. I'd, I'd never advise benching Sutton. Agreed. Same with Judy. I think like, it's just like the touchdowns aren't like at the moment yeah. they're scoring. They like they are getting like players are getting yards. Like Melvin Gordon last week, I think he got like eleven something points. He, he put up a decent yardage total. You'd be acceptable with for your running back, but there's just no touchdowns in the running back. There's no touchdown in the wide receiver. I mean, Russell Wilson's not even getting any touchdowns. So. Like what are they? Is realistically in this outcome, how many touchdowns can the Broncos actually score? Like two? Like is that is that too is that too bold mm. to say they can score two touchdowns? Like yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. most teams would score that comfortably every week, and then you're looking at this matchup and like, where can I? Can I? Am I being too optimistic to think that I can get two touchdowns here? Uh, and I mean, I think the Broncos are a team that will sort it out, but it's sort of in that point where if, if it's not sorted out this week, it's starting to get to, to you'll start to sort it out too late. Um, so it's not a very position I didn't think I really want to be in, uh, playing too many Broncos players. And I think on the other side of the ball, I think the Chargers, are, they're those guys, they're an offense that they, they don't really get... They're not a team that I'm worried about who they're playing against. They're not going to get shut down. Like Herbert's that young quarterback who likes to throw the ball around. Yeah, the Broncos might make it tough for him, but I think they're still going to... Their studs have got to start um, all these guys here. And I think I haven't seen... Any news on Keenan Allen, though? Uh, the, the injury report for the the Monday night game hasn't been updated yet on NFL. Apparently, he's playing. So, so, so. he's going to play, but we haven't seen him. I think there's any practices. Um, well, I'd be on so a... reluctant. Hmm. But I think... I think William Do you know Bryant... anything about hamstrings, Moz? Any news yeah. on hamstrings? <laughs> any advice? I can give you eight <laughs> pieces of news on hamstrings if you want it, mate. <laughs> Look... If you're going to start Eckley, you're going to have to. Um, yeah. You're going to start Mike Williams. Um, and I think Gerald Everett's been semi-decent so far this season. Um, and against the Broncos, and a couple of down weeks. Yeah. Uh, last week was only one catch, I think. 
Mm. So we'll have to wait. I guess he, like, it's, I just, I think they're going to have, but the Broncos aren't a team that's going to restrict their amount of time, in, like their possessions, right? They're going to give it back to them. Um, so they'll get time, I think. Um, the Chargers are going to want to just go into this game and, and probably just go cruise control if they can get a bit of a lead. But it depends how the Broncos actually come out and play. If they can actually have some, um, I don't know, punch in the red zone, they might actually score some points because they've been able to get into the red zone and do nothing. But that's the part they need to fix. And if they had a good week of training and maybe they, they've they actually devised some, some plays that might work or get the guys on the same page, we'll, we might see a game here because this game has been pretty good for the Broncos historically. But And you think even historically with like Drew Locke or other quarterbacks, they've still been able to get games up over the Chargers. Now they've got this supposed franchise quarterback. It, it should be a matchup that they're looking at their calendar, they can knock it off. But I think hopefully it's close. Um, hopefully it's above uh, field goals and we actually see some touchdowns <laughs> um, just for some excitement, right? But Especially on a steel line game, right? I think it's a week after coming up against Indianapolis. You want to play a team probably with points in them like the Chargers and say, well, they're going to score points. We're going to, like, yeah, go into the game being like, we can't grind this out. It's not, <clears> it's not the Indianapolis Colts that have lost their best player um, haven't been playing well all season. Maybe we can play conservative and try and grind a defense win out. This game, you're going to have to go out there and have a game plan, stick to it, and execute it, and, and hopefully win. And that's to be aggressive. You don't beat the Chargers by just sitting back and letting them do what they want to do. So hopefully they, love, they understand this. But Any love for the return of Greg Dolchich here? No. Come on. No. I think the Broncos used too many tight ends, one. Uh, and Maybe that's why. But he hasn't played yet, like. He's a rookie tight end that's just coming back to practice. Rookie tight ends always work out. Who was the other? <laughs> who was the other tight end at the Broncos that I say picked up in a few leagues? Oh, there was a guy like Sorbet Ford. They had like a touchdown. Well, they've, they've done Strawberry Sorbet. I think one Sorbet, the other's Ford. Maybe I don't know. They're not. They're not playing like they use. They just use a tight end. They don't use this tight end. Oh. Mm. And I don't think there's been enough to be considering the Broncos' tight end is even a considerable option unless you are um, you lost a tight end to injury that was and he's gone out and there's no one else on the wave war and you can pick a guy up before Monday night football um, mm. and that's you're saving grace because they probably are on the wave wire right. Yeah, Eric Sorbet had five for thirty six last week. Um, the same guy picked him up in two of my dynasty leagues this week. I thought he might have been onto something, but. Maybe not. No. All right. Well, yeah. that's our game's done. Anything yeah. else to add on this one? Or... Uh, no. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> they're they're, they're riding a distance. seatless bike. Yeah. Okay. Broncos country, let's ride. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good fun. All right. So this is big weeks for all of these teams. Um, yes. Yeah kind of make or break for a lot of these. A lot of your fantasy rosters make or break as well. Head over to Draft Stars, get amongst their action. Uh, I didn't say before, but obviously uh, gamble responsibly, one 858 if you need uh, some help with that. But uh, yeah, get amongst it. It's always good fun. Jump on the Discord, jump onto our Twitter, jump onto our live streams pretty much every week from here, I reckon. Um, at Oz Fantasy NFL on Twitter. Uh, and at Aussie Fantasy Football on YouTube. Follow the links via our Twitter, Discord, all that kind of stuff as well to watch us every week and look at these beautiful heads, shiny foreheads, backwards caps, and extremely massive amounts of hair. Um, good fun. You want to see my um, my Broncos cap that my dog attacked? Look at it. Oh, dear. Can't really see it. Look at that. Oh, dear, yeah. Jeez. 
What's his name again? Dallas, huh? Dallas, so. yeah. He doesn't. Not a fan of the Broncos, old Dallas. <laughs> Should have called him Denver, and he would have been. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get out of here. Uh, that was a funny episode. My goodness, I was wetting my pants for a little while there. Uh, good times. <laughs> Until uh, until Monday, when we break all this down, play some game night. We'll see you all next week. Ciao. Salute.